0: The hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan subscribe and drive no deposit no compromise no fuss find out more at Nissan.ie And this is Anton Savage in for Kieran, and we're joined by Professor Seamus Morris who is consultant orthopedic surgeon at the Beacon Hospital. He leads the National Spine Institute there and he's here to talk back pain and we have Seamus a lot of questions for you. Can I fire one at you to begin with? We have one that says "Um, I've had back pain for nearly a year on and off. Lots of physio appointments. I think it's the way I'm sleeping and because of desk work. I woke up on Sunday and couldn't move my neck because I'd slept with my head at a slight tilt. Is that an accurate, likely diagnosis, or do people think they sleep wrong and they're wrong?
1: Hi, Anton, thanks very much for having me. So, yeah, back pain is an incredibly common condition in in the population at large, but 80% of people will have back pain during their lifetime. And There's lots of factors that that come into play there. Um, In terms of how people sleep, there's no strong evidence to suggest that any particular way of sleeping makes a big difference, but certainly how you sit can make a big difference. I suppose that's very pertinent because so many people have been working from home during the COVID lockdown and they don't have the resources that their company potentially would put into looking at the ergonomics of how they're sitting. So simple things in terms of sitting with the computer screen straight in front of you so that you're not turning your neck to the side. Trying to keep your neck in a straight position when you sit is is very advantageous as well. And finally, trying to keep that, you know, that curve you have in your low back, trying to maintain that as you sit. So a simple tip in relation to that would be sitting with the, your back against the back of the chair, potentially rolling up a towel or a coat or something like that, like that under the small of your back to to uh, maintain that curve. They're all good tips in, in terms of trying to minimize back and neck pain.
0: You really have to put some, i uh, sorry, just as you were describing it, I was doing it. You have to put in some <laughs> effort to sit like that, don't you?
1: Well, I suppose it's just setting yourself up, you know, and I suppose it's much harder when you're at home. And you don't have that office chair that's got that nice ergonomic back, um, you know, but but once you're set up, it's pretty straightforward. Other simple things like just getting up and taking a frequent break at home, you know, there's not necessarily the distraction of going to the water cooler at home. So just setting your iPhone to, to every 30 minutes or so, so that you go up and get a, a glass of water and stretch your legs. All those kind of simple things will diminish the severity of, of back pain or the likelihood of developing it.
0: Uh, text saying constant pain in my left hand side lower back I had a scan done I was told rehab was required but I the problem was never explained to me Now obviously you can't diagnose off a text but what are the kind of things that cause that kind of chronic lower back pain and what can be done?
1: Yeah, so low back pain like that is, is something we really all have. Everybody's got some degree of it. I mean, even sitting, talking to you this evening, I'd say maybe I have a 1 out of 10 uh, type of pain in my low back. So it, 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 the, the main driving force for this is the fact that the discs in our low back degenerate. So if you, if you look at an MRI scan, there's almost a, a linear relationship between age and degeneration in the discs in the lumbar spine. But having said that, most people don't have that sort of debilitating back pain. So things you can do to really try and prevent that are really to work on one fitness. And and the the physios will talk about core stability, which is really key here. So that's the muscles in your back, the muscles in your tummy. If you can engage those and, and keep them strong into the future, that'll mean your back pain is less severe. So I presume that's where that, that caller is talking about rehabilitation. So that can be as simple as going to see the physio, this physio educating you in terms of exercises to do and doing those at home. Other things you, patients or people might want to look into is doing Pilates. And there's good evidence to show that doing Pilates on an ongoing basis controls the, the severity of back pain and, and keeps people you know in a in pretty good position. The other things to drive people are interested are swimming front and back crawl are really good exercises to do, again, to, to minimize back pain.
0: The text coming in uh, that is close to my own heart. I have to crack the joints in my back and neck about 20 to 30 times a day. I have been told it is just gas releasing, but I'm worried about the amount of times I have to do it. If I don't, I feel really stiff. What is that and why does it feel wonderful?
1: Uh, the, the cracking of the joints, People, the, the, the theory at least is that as you do that, you create a little vacuum in the joint and you get nitrous oxide or nitrogen coming out of uh, gas and forming little bubbles in, in your joints. Uh, as to why that particular person does that, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a good idea, though. Um, but, uh, but people pay them, good I money
0: guess. to have others do that to them. I mean, there's, a, there's a cottage industry in making backs go Crunch.
1: Yeah, so the, so the evidence behind that is, a, again, question. There's Some things that, you know, the, the, the scientific evidence, if you go and look at it, doesn't really strongly support. So things that it does really strongly support are, are pretty much free. And those are, you know, just doing the exercises yourself at home. And there's been lots of randomized trials where they've looked at people who've done exercises versus people with no exercises and simply just doing your exercises at home yourself on a, an ongoing basis are really the key thing. So it's really a case of self-care rather than having other people doing things to you uh, in, in terms of maintenance, at least.
0: Can I ask one personal one? What is the thing that happens when you look suddenly to one side and a searing pain goes through your neck that lasts for about 20 seconds and makes you pray for death all of the way (laughs) through the 20 seconds? Well,
1: maybe it's been a a radio presenter, but um, there is actually a a relationship between being in in the media and having increased back pain. There's a German study that showed 67% of of media people have have back pain. But that aside, probably what's happening there is the little joints in your neck have two membranes around them. There's an outer membrane, which is fibrous, which is the joint capsule. But below that, there's a membrane, kind of like cling film, called the synovial membrane, which is a really good uh, nerve supply to it. And if you move those joints very quickly, you may pinch that synovial membrane and that can give severe pain that can radiate up your neck, down over your shoulder, but transient pain like that that goes away quickly.
0: It has been fascinating for a lot of reasons, not least for the discovery, Seamus, that we are in here suffering for our art powering through the pain to bring broadcast to the nation. Thank you so much for coming on. That is Professor Seamus Morris, who's consultant orthopaedic surgeon at the Beacon Hospital. That's about it for us this evening. I'll be back here again in for Kieran tomorrow at four. Until then, from all of us on the uh, Hard Shoulder team, thanks again for listening. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.